You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. All right, welcome back to the Full Steam Ahead podcast, a podcast about Purdue. I'm your host, Adam Bartels, and with me today we have Dr. Jason Henderson, the Senior Associate Dean and Director of Purdue Extension in the College of Agriculture. Dr. Henderson, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? It's my pleasure to be here and doing doing wonderful. The weather's been very nice for the state fair, and it's just a really good time to celebrate agriculture. That's great. That's awesome. I appreciate you uh, stopping inside the studio today. We'll get to the state fair here in a few minutes. First of all, I just kind of want to talk about your role and what you do at Purdue. So in my role, I'm the Director of Extension, and with that, I'm responsible for a lot of the um, educational workshops um, programming that happens off campus regarding agriculture, health and human sciences, community development, um, and youth development through 4-H. Cool. And there are, I think, like a, multi- a lot of multiple layers to the College of Agriculture. Is that correct? And talk about those. Uh, there are. So a lot of people, when they think about agriculture, they think about going back to the farm. But there's so many different things that the College of Agriculture does that's based upon agricultural production or builds off of it, whether it's biochemistry and thinking about how um, molecules work together and how we can... Uh, do different drug discoveries um, for humans um, to uh, other things of of you know the economic composition uh, component of it and policies that impact daily lives of of what's happening and to other things such as ag and biological engineering and so how do we uh, think about uh, the processes the um, vehicles that we use um, here in society to move products around each and every day that's great and talk about Purdue's role uh, and Indiana lives and communities. Yeah. So in extension, what we have is uh, we're the network. Um, we have employees in all 92 counties of Indiana. So wherever you live throughout the state, you have a connection to Purdue within your individual county. And our role is is to figure out how do you take some of the research and discoveries that are happening on campus and bring it back to individuals' lives within their community. But then also to by living and working um, and playing with people where they live, we understand the opportunities and some of the challenges that they have, and we bring that back to the university to think about, so what could we do to ma- help make lives better for each in, uh, of Indiana's residents? And so this combination makes it uh, things work, and it's really unique. And you kind of mentioned the uh, research and discoveries going on. What currently do you guys have going on up at Purdue that you might want to share as far as those exciting research and discoveries. Yeah, so a lot of things that we're talking about. So one of the things we're doing is what I call in the microbiome space, um, thinking about um, you know the human gut and what does that mean for health of doing different aspects of it. And by looking at other animals, how does that impact their lives? And are the things that we can learn by studying other animals? Um, there's other things happening in terms of water, um, water quality and quantity issues that we have of doing in different spaces, of looking at where that goes. But it's also thinking about food. Uh, food safety and eating healthy and living better lives. And how do we think about growing those healthy plants and growing those animals um, that helps improve our diets, um, helps us live better? That's great. And how, how do you feel that's changing agriculture in Indiana? So I think it's changing a lot of, of what we produce. Um, it's also changing how we produce it. And so when you think about Um, people of having the right quantity, and we've done that for a a long period of time. But now we're also moving to thinking about the the quality of life. And so we're thinking about not just producing food, but what about those special um, nutrients within that food that people can um, eat to improve improve their lives? So we talk about food for health. And so on campus, we're growing orange corn. It's high in beta carotene. And so what it does is in test trials with poor populations, it improves eyesight. 
So maybe someday we'll be telling our, <laughs> our kids to uh, eat uh, orange corn instead of eating your carrots. Um, but on those types of things, of those are the things of what we're doing, of figuring out how can we grow crops that have these special nutrients or enhance qual- qualities of those nutrients to improve lives. That's awesome. Thank you for going into all those other different things, too, because, again, a lot of times, myself included, I hear agriculture and I think farming, which yep. Purdue does have a large part in that. Talk about how Purdue works with farmers and how that's maybe even changed in the last decade. Yeah, it's been uh, really evolving rapidly. So we think about, we work with farmers in every um, county. We have workshops for them to come in to look, look at different and the most advanced um, planning, uh, harvesting um, techniques or how to raise the animals. The big thing that's been emerging with us is digital agriculture. The smartphone has just transformed not just our human lives, but also agricultural production. Um, the, the latest thing in addition with that is is the drones, mm-hmm. how you can fly that up. And we've had um, bad weather for agriculture in Indiana this year, and it's really delayed planting in, in corn and soybeans. But those allows us to say, okay, how bad is it? Uh, do we have some challenges that we're operating this year within Indiana? What are the impacts? But also allows us to look at it and say, okay, are there some things that we can do to be more environmentally sensitive? And so do we have to spread nutrients um, and pesticides on all the crop or just a portion of the crop that has high weed densities? And so that allows us to um, a, be environmentally sensitive, but also save farmers money. And so that benefit with the new technology is really driving agriculture going forward. I'm glad you brought up the drone thing. We actually, on Fox 59 CBS4, just recently did a story with a, a company called Dronescaping that mm-hmm. they, they take these out and they just get to certain areas. And I can't imagine how much money that does save <laughs> farmers, you know, just pick one area instead of having to hit everything. Yeah, it does. And it, a lot of that, and it does it with farmers. And we've done it in urban landscapes. So one of the big things is um, people, um, you know, the emerald ash bore, um, mm-hmm. those ash trees are yeah. dying and going in of urban areas and urban parks and doing that high level viewpoint to identify, okay, how many trees actually in this little woodlands are diseased and some of them that we have to take out mm-hmm. um, before they fall down. You mentioned it's been kind of a rough year for farmers it's with the weather. We had mm-hmm. a lot of rain and now no rain. Uh, how, how does this affect them and, and can they recover and what does Purdue do to help or has learned that helps farmers in this situation? Yeah, so we've been doing um, a lot. So in terms of the weather picture, so when the first weather hit, we did a lot of workshops, um, a lot of videos, um, webinar type of activities to help farmers. So how do you go about managing it and d- delayed planting or, or prevented planting or not planting and what are the impacts? Um, we're at the point now of having additional um, meetings, uh, working with our partners at USDA to identify um, crop production as it goes through the season. Um, we have another uh, one of those events coming up here um, in next week. And working with them of figuring it out, we help them with marketing activities because when you get um, shortages or delayed planting, you get certain prices to go up um, the, on the crop side in corn, which is a benefit for them. But our livestock producers suffer mm. um, because they have high feed costs. And so how do we um, just talk about the economic conditions? How do we give them information to help them make make better decisions for their farming operation that might be different from what it was a month ago. Gotcha. You probably see a lot of those farmers as well as other folks at the state fair. You mentioned the state oh, fair yeah, at the beginning do. of the podcast. Talk about Purdue's uh, presence at the at the Indiana State Fair. Yeah, so we have a large presence there. Um, the State Fair is one of our biggest and, and longest standing partners. Um, we ha- obviously have the animal shows, um, the 4-H animal sh- animal shows, and and they'll be there uh, doing those aspects of it. Um, we have other um, standing exhibits on the north side of the fairgrounds where we talk about the other things that we do that are oftentimes STEM related, related the science and technology, engineering and math. 
um, whether it's our electronics program or robotics program or um, various other different science entomology programs like that. Um, you know, we also teach health um, related skills. We also teach the traditional um, family arts. Um, and so you'll see a lot of dresses and sewing and, and doing those activities as well on that, that north side. Um, and those are some of the things that we're at. Um, we're also located just off the midway in the agricultural um, horticultural building where we have our displays talking about all the different things in the College of Agriculture um, and giving people an opportunity to learn about us. Awesome. You guys will be out there every day through the end of the state fair? We are there every day awesome. uh, through the state fair, mm-hmm. um, all 17 days of the fair. Awesome. And August 12th, you'll be moderating a uh, panel discussion. Uh, talk about that. Yeah. So every year, um, August is is the biggest year in terms of the crop production of kind of um, the crop is um, through various different stages and get your first really true good assessment of what the crop could be. And so we tend to have uh, a panel discussion on where the crop progress is. Um, we're partners with USDA, with the state climatologists, and then we have our experts that are in terms of corn and soybean production really talk about where the crop is. Um, given the delayed planning that we had this year, it's really um, this is the first big piece mm-hmm. of information um, that we're going to receive um, and will really help farmers understand um, kind of where the crop is at from a larger perspective, and not just their individual fields. Who's all a part of that panel? Um, so it's um, USDA, the National Agricultural Statistics Service, that does the crop progress report. Um, you have the State Climatology Office, um, Beth Hall at Purdue University, and you have our crop specialist, Bob Nielsen and Sean Castile, that will be there. And our Center for Commercial Agriculture, Jim Mintert and Chris Hurt. And is, is that at the State Fair? Is that it the is event? at the State Fair at the Farm Bureau building. Can the general public attend, or do they need to wait for that report to be released after that? No, the ge- general public can attend awesome. um, at that event. Do, are they about allowed to ask questions, or do you kind of discuss, and then they're kind of there just kind of learn? No, so we, we have a discussion in terms of the panel, but then there's also a Q&A awesome. um, w- w- with the crowd. Cool. What kind of feedback do you guys usually get at that? Um, a lot of it is really um, talking about where we think the the um, progress is going, what are some of the factors that we're looking at to see if the crop is going to be bigger or smaller than expected, some warning signs that we might have, Um, and then just really looking at the implications that we get in terms of what do we think about in terms of prices. And so a lot of times they'll they'll ask, is it time to to sell? Is it (laughs) hold back? Um, Would we wait to market now, now or do we do it later in the year? Anything else at the state fair that people can come out and see or experience, get hands on? Oh, there's tons of hands-on experiences and so um, we tend to be in the Ag Hort building have a rotating exhibit where our departments will come out and and showcase some of the events that they have um, this weekend and in um, and some other days we have Ag and Biological Engineering um, they come out with their quarter scale tractors and um, other implements that the students have built um, to do different things and so those are really unique things to say robots that happen in there um, in our 4-H exhibit area on the north side, we always have a maker space so that kids can come and play with the 3D pinner, printer, um, Lego robots, build their own robots, fluid power type of um, things where they can um, hear, see, touch, feel, feel the science in action. That's awesome. How yeah. important is it for Purdue to have that presence there? I think it's extremely important. Um, I view Purdue is, as the STEM University for Indiana. And so it's an opportunity for us to showcase um, some of the things that we are able to do. Um, Purdue's a 
obviously a Big Ten institution, a Research One institution. There's a lot of things that students can do, but most of the time, you know, most of them have never been on the campus before. And so what we try to do is give them a little bit of an idea, a little bit of a flavor of what we can offer. And we have people there that, that can take, talk a little bit about what are you interested in? And this is where Purdue could help if possible. That's awesome. Uh, Dr. Henderson, anything else that we haven't touched on, whether it's State Fair or just what's going on up at Purdue with agriculture that you wanted to discuss? Yeah, I think one of the things that's really exciting about it is that um, agriculture is an opportunity where when you think about it, it's um, people are very interested in food mm-hmm. and what does it mean mean to their daily lives. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for us in agriculture to talk about um, how to get that safe, abundant, healthy food, um, how to prepare it um, in ways that we can eat it, um, and, and just how we can help build those skills for our youth, all the way from our 4-H youth um, program, that's from third graders on up. How do we build those technical, professional, and life skills that people need to be successful going forward? That's great. Great stuff. If people want to, again, find Purdue at the State Fair, they'll be at the Ag Court building, um, I believe off the midway there, like you said. Mm-hmm. If people, our listeners, are just interested in learning more about Purdue's uh, College of Agriculture in general, where can they go? I think the easiest way is to get on Google and Google Purdue College of Ag awesome. um, is the biggest way in there. And if they want to learn about Purdue Extension, it's the same thing. Google Purdue Extension and 4-H. Gotcha. All right, Jason. Hey, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you uh, coming in and joining the podcast today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here and uh, everybody have an end to the happy, good end to the happy summer. Awesome. Boiler up. Brother up, hammer down. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. You can also listen, like, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.